this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of... <laughs> this is so cool. I bet you can guess who's here. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. And I am here with the dulcet-toned, beautiful, phenomenally talented, one of my favorite people in the world who also sings for intros, Bellamy Young, who <laughs> you of course plays... You need a theme plays, song. I do need a theme song, yeah. sort of, don't I? Yeah. I think you need to do a theme song for the podcast. I it's think that Betsy's would be... Betsy's podcast. It's Betsy's <laughs> podcast. Hey, let's listen to Betsy. That would be really <laughs> scary and great because I just got actually... Somebody who has who's a recording artiste just made up a... <laughs> just made up a theme song, which I think is just freaking awesome. It's pretty cool. And by the way, Bellamy's looking very chic today because she's wearing um, a black sweater, which is gorgeous, and some really cute kind of little like stretchy sweatpanty things with zippers on the side, which look like she's ready to go at any moment, but they're also kind of sexy and cute. Rower. And then she's got some um, very cute sort of cut out flats on, yeah, which yeah, is a yeah. very nice look for you, I think. Thank you. Thanks. Accessorized nicely with some silver jewelry, ladies Great. and gentlemen. Which just I'm sure telling will clang you, and just a little bit of clang. So if you hear a little clanging, <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> That's that's Bellamy's necklace, which is a good thing to have. Because Betsy is, as always, in her Santa suit. That That is coming up. I was thinking about wearing my great pumpkin. <laughs> but my great pumpkin's at the cleaner, so whenever my great pumpkin's at the cleaner, it's I either Santa. dress up as a milkmaid or a Santa. Oh my God, you as a milkmaid is just like awesome, the best. Right? thing which is just great and i have one of those little little hats with made out of doilies that curl at the end oh somewhere bruce is smiling I he can is feel it. and somewhere someday i'm going to lead a cow in you're going to be like <laughs> i really can't believe how committed you are to this total <laughs> no look. i'm going to say this was always going meant to happen this was inevitable <laughs> in my in my mind this moment had to come then my husband will have to dress up as a goat herd so cute. It would be lovely. This is, she's referring to my lovely husband who adores Bellamy as well, whose yeah, name is Bruce mutual, and is a mutual. criminal defense attorney. And, um, and an incredible is, chef. It's very smart and a very, very good chef. Now we're here to talk about, uh, of course, Scandal. And this episode, there were a lot of pretty cool highlights in this episode, actually. First of all, it's really nice to see you um, shaven and clean again. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's far less comfortable, but far more attractive. I don't know. I <laughs> did you depend. did you like the Uggs look? Did was I, that great? I loved it. I it was just so free. Bleep yes. it, Melly. Is not a fan of underpinnings. We call it something else <laughs> internally that would be bleep it, Melly. I think is correct. Um, so I think that's great. I mean, she seems to be returning to her old self, right? Yes. Well, I think uh, she's emerging from this chrysalis, but transformed. She's a strange little like camo butterfly. <laughs> she's been through the war and she's now come out the other side, but uh, she's changed. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see her cleaned up again. I did really love Bleep It Melly a lot. Loved her. I mean, her. I loved the I loved her. constant attention to chicken and potato chips, which... I was never hungry which and I always think... comfortable <laughs> and mostly saying inappropriate things. I don't which... know what more you could ask for at work. Which is genius. And, and by the way, I think, I think you found your match this episode with mm. the terrific and zesty Bitsy. Amazing. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh. what a shock to hear that sweet little lady, the first things out of her mouth when she meets <laughs> you, which is basically go stand on the side because I'm going to run this show. It's a joy, especially because uh, Melly was definitely dreading this whole enterprise, the planning of the state funeral, uh, the president's funeral. And then for Bitsy to wind up being so salty was just what Melly needed. Pretty good. Right? Yeah, and then it it evolved into something even 
been better because... But Bitsy really was showing, it was like the ghost of Christmas future. You know, Melly was like looking in a mirror. Bitsy, Bitsy really showed, reminded Melly how she can be powerful in this paradigm. Which is awesome. And apparently she's a woman who reminds Melly she can be powerful in the paradigm and she has a joint in her purse. Always. Which is the best combination ever. And on that note, ever. I will say that I did bring us a little beverage for our podcast joy. <laughs> uh, those critics' choice, they were nice enough to give me a prize this year. And I gave them a thank you because that's how a person should behave. And I had a bottle left. A little <laughs> bottle of um, Chory and Sons, which is in my hometown, Asheville, North Carolina. Seriously? It's moonshine. And you and I are going to drink it. <gasps> oh my God, I'm so excited about this. This is so awesome. This is, this is us pouring it. <laughs> oh good. my Here, god clink, you guys clink 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 okay just want to make sure everybody knows we're off hours we're off this hours is, this, this is, is legitimate um, and we're off is, age we're, we're off we're and absolutely this is celebratory okay you guys this is delicious <laughs> oh my god it's delicious i love it i love it i love it it's delicious it's um very clean and delicious and it actually tastes a little bit like cognac almost delicious so tasty <laughs> So tasty, ladies and gentlemen. So that might be my... Um, we'll take a little picture. I'll tweet it out with the podcast. Very, very gorgeous. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. This is one of the best things anybody's ever done. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Olivia Pope's red wine has nothing on this. Yeah. Troy and Sons. Check yes, it out. Yes, that's a brewery in my hometown. They make beautiful things. You can take a tour and taste it up. And where's your hometown there? Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, mm -hmm. you guys. Mm -hmm. So there's a, right away, there's a reason for you to visit Asheville, oh, North Carolina. Because so they, they have something I think that we all want now. <laughs> I'm sure they've got warm southern hearts and sure. they probably beautiful fall colors. Fall colors, but I bet you could chase it down with a little <laughs> nice something. Moonshine. Exactly, which is <laughs> phenomenal. I'm also just going to say, you guys, this has got the nicest label for moonshine. They made those. They did the Gorgeous. whole thing. Yeah. That's fabulous. I love That's them. so cool. And what an amazing thing to share with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I think what's interesting, too, about this episode is there's so much going on. I mean, first of all, David Rosen delivers one of the funniest lines in Scandal History to me, which is, that's why our judicial system is not based on looking in someone's eyes. <laughs> which to me is genius. And I and think... perfectly David Rosen. Super David Rosen. I think it's heartbreaking to see Huck try to communicate with Javi on video game, which is just really just incredibly a killer to me. But killer also because they are one, they are the same person. I know, know? which is just... They're so clearly it just Huck's kid. breaks your heart. And I just wish, I wish Kim would believe him. I know. But at the same point, I kind of understand that he's probably not a suitable dad necessarily. I know. But you still kind of wish, you know. I know. I know. You do. They're heartbreaking because they're so cute together. And then you've got the whole Olivia Fitz, Jake, Rowan thing, which is just, oh my God, that just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and crazier and crazier. And Jake barely escapes his grasp and that's something. And then Fitz finally decides that he's going to let him live, which is, you don't even know about because Melly's sitting no. there and she doesn't know what goes on until, no. you know, he finally tells you where he's been. And that's kind of a heartbreaking moment too, I think. Just that, that scene is just crushing. Cyrus finds out that his friend might be the source of the leak, which is just devastating for poor Cyrus, who I think really I mean, likes the guy. I know, and they've been adorable together. And you think, will he find love again after the heartbreak oh, of losing James? Terrible. It's, yeah. And then we've got this weird thing where Quinn finds Caitlin's locker and the photos <gasps> of Olivia? What the heck is that even about? I don't know, our writers are genius. Evil, what but genius. What in the Sam Hill is going on with that? <laughs> I'm saying? I worry. I, I worry. I don't even know. I don't even. So so anyway, you guys, a lot a lot to see next week because 
Clearly, we've led a lot of hanging chats, I would say. Hanging right. chats! Chats that hang. It's a Woof. political show. Woof! Woof. Right? <laughs> now, talking but back to Melly, how would you describe her trajectory this season so far? Like, Ooh, uh, I, uh, spiraling, right? There's been a lot. Uh, she's definitely been um, trying to climb, like, climb out of the bowl. <laughs> she's been circling the bowl because she lost her son. There's nothing worse that, than a parent losing a child. And I know Melly and Cyrus had that moment on the balcony about, you know, to take a measure is cruelty in terms of loss. But Melly has been absolutely crippled by this. And, and so her trajectory has been a, a, in a bit of a holding pattern, but now after her, she sees herself through her daughter's eyes and then that scene with Fitz in the last episode, there's nothing to do but pull herself together. Yeah. And I think it's a very hard road, but she has to bring herself back to life. You know, yeah. you certainly, you, you, you wish you could die. You wish you could be in the grave with your son. You wish you weren't here anymore. You wish you could erase yourself. And now she really has to remember that she is alive and that she has to find her purpose again and engage in life. I think what's been interesting to watch too is it's like, it's almost like we've been watching Melly, the old Melly, as opposed to the bleep it Melly. I think we've been watching her come back in stages because the first one for me was the State of the Union mm -hmm. where Abby kind of reads Melly yeah. the Riot Act yeah. and says, you're kind of being selfish. A baby. And a baby. And, and watching that last scene in that episode where you bring it and you're there and you sit there and you behave and then the walk down the hall and the collapse on the floor with the pearls is like one of my all-time favorite moments on this show just because it was it was so gut-wrenching and it in a weird way gave me such insight as to what that life is like anyway the which enormity is the enormity like the, and the, the pressure is the uh, appearance the mantle of uh, the whole thing yeah. and that you're just getting eaten up inside and every single inch of your body literally was collapsing. It made total sense to me the next episode that you were back to being bleep at Melly yeah. because you, you weren't out through it yet. In mm -mm. each episode, mm -mm. you started to see signs of either the old voice coming back mm -hmm. or the direct sense of humor or the ability to engage so that when the suit comes back on this episode, it felt super organic, mm -hmm. I think, in a way. I agree. She's been picking up little pieces of herself. Now, did you do anything to prepare in a different way than you ever have to do this amazingly difficult chapter of this character's life? Over the summer, you mean, over yeah. a hiatus. I had no idea. Who knew what I was coming back to? I didn't know how long we were going to skip in time. You could have we been fine. I, no, I, it, the table read was the first I heard about Bleep It Melly. As you guys know, this is what we do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shonda had actually said that she called you and said... Yeah, I know that's true, that you're going to go to a fitting and it's going to be a lot different than usual. <laughs> and I don't want you to think that Lynn's lost her mind. Like, that was basically Shonda's warning. And I was like, okay. But she really didn't say anything else. So I went to a fitting and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> It was just racks and I guess and racks this is relatively soon after sad, it happened. Sad, sad, lostness. And, and Shonda's so wonderful. You guys, you're the best bosses in the world. And she, I, we went back and forth via email a lot because I just, I just couldn't kind she of get my this, mind yeah. around it. And, um, and between the look of the character and the feel, the tone, because there was a lot of humor in it, which kept surprising me. And I, I just couldn't quite vibe it out. 
But she's so generous, and in all our back and forths, the the sentence that that I remember the mo- with the most clarity is that she said, Melly's never been more beautiful because she's never been more free. And I thought, oh, because she just doesn't care. Doesn't and Melly has spent her whole life caring. And so that was for me the key. But we had to, you know, we had to jump right into it. No, we didn't. There were, I, I wish I could say, yes, I, I grew. But I you know, I it. mean. Yeah, no, it's, and you have a present. You're, you have a deep well that you draw from. So I think, I think it's one of the amazing things about the show is we really do draw on your deep wells because <laughs> you get no preparation whatsoever. Yeah. And as you guys probably know, like we throw hot scripts at them at table reads that they haven't read yet. And sometimes there are these amazing turns that you guys have to make that no, there's no prediction of it. You know, it's a gift. But I it's mean, so much fun. Every, uh, all of us, we love so much to come and be asked It's um, things are. It's just so much fun. Tony was on a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he talked about what you and he have imagined might take place between season three and season four and how he feels like the extreme highs and lows of the marriage is real. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that from your perspective and from your character's perspective? I mean, over the course of last season, to me, you guys just went through the gamut. Truly, truly and deeply, you feel like you're in a martini shaker and somebody's just at it constantly, um, just battering you. I mean, all the things we found out about you, the relationship with Andrew, the past with Dad, like the whole, the sort of cumulative effect of the unpeeling of the onion. And then it culminated with the loss of our son. Oh, which is just crazy balls. Yeah, and then everyone deals with grief so differently. And to be in the public eye when you're trying to grieve is, is, is another wrinkle. To be in a marriage that's fraught anyway and trying to grieve. I mean, it's you're in a well, you're in a war together, so you're never closer, but you're also never further apart. <laughs> we all, you know, Fitz obviously had his very dark time that we haven't gone back to during that during that's the right. time we jumped. That's right. So dealing with his suicide attempt because everyone thinks that I'm the indulgent one because I won't get dressed but you know what so it's an interesting and very very real trajectory for us over that time but it's so funny life is so funny I've buried four fathers (laughs) so I've been and all my grandparents like I've just been around death a lot and it makes people crazy it really makes people crazy it brings out like in the one percentile it brings out the best in them like the hospice workers and true saints and then the rest of you know regular folks it really brings out the ugly because it brings out the fear i think what's interesting is that fitz and Melly have been having to be together through difficulty out of out of necessity because they're in the white house for so long that they have a weirdly strong structure in place for that so the thought of it ever like coming between them that wasn't even a thought they like get that's what they do they get through things in a weird way i think they're best getting through things with yeah, the exception of the Olivia Pope of it all. Well, there's no getting through that. That's just, you put that over in the side, but they, they're really good crisis managers in themselves. They are. They sort of like, they approach a problem in this incredibly strategic mm-hmm. and functional and practical way. And it's when you guys become the best team, which is what's really fun to watch is. And everybody has different gifts. Each of yeah. like very, very different skill set fits in Melly. Yeah, which but is, blends perfectly. It's just, it blends perfectly. And you see why they actually have what is an incredibly great relationship in a, a lot of ways. A good partnership, if yeah. not a good relationship. Good partnership's a good way of putting it. A good relationship implies relating Yeah. in a different way, which yeah. I don't think they really do. No, they've definitely lost the intimacy because they've breached the trust so often yeah. and so consistently. <laughs> but, but they're terrific partners. Well, and I also, I thank Karen for coming back home and having a hideous experience herself to, I think bring Melly yeah. through the, that, that final 
transformation. Because, because who else would you do it for? Oh, like, right? Right. I mean, you've lost one child, you're not going to like ignore another one. And, no. and it also just says to me, like, there's nothing right to do in those situations. There's the line that Fitz said, I thought we sent her back to school because I thought it would be normalcy. And you just sit and go, I've been through like my own stuff and you don't, there is no right answer. The only right answer is that people are upfront and honest about That's it right. honest and thing. speak about it openly because the hardest thing about someone dying, I think, is that people euphemize it. Yeah. Where it's euphemistic, where it's like you don't talk about what really happened. You, t you call it many different things, but rarely does anybody look at you and say, I'm really sorry, your mother died, your father yeah. died, because we have a tendency in this world not to want to deal with it. So no wonder it catches you by surprise. And then know? it takes you down. Because you haven't dealt with it. Yeah. You haven't dealt with it, exactly. So there's a little bit cheers. of, so little bit of philosophy. If you're drinking Hold home. on a second. I need this now. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that is delicioso, it's you guys. So good. Unbelievable. Well, we have probably 8,100 zillion Twitter Yay! questions for you. So let me just drive on through this. Um, Come on, yeah, we're ready. Zainab wants to know, Zainab wanted to know, um, did you miss your pearls when you weren't wearing them? <laughs> Zainab, oddly, I was really comfortable, not gonna lie. <laughs> we just did the wedding band. I wasn't even doing diamonds at that point. I noticed you stripped down to the wedding band and mm -hmm. I really liked that. that I, was I, there super... was a minute I argued for nothing, but then it was right, it was right. Carly Vision wants to know at Carly Vision, what would be the name of the Melly spinoff show? Which by the way, Carly Vision would really totally watch. Carly Vision, I love it. You and I, we'll go in the garage and make one. Um, uh, you better look out or something crazy like that. Exactly. <laughs> Watch it. I don't know. I can't. I can't even think. Why don't I? Melly on top. <laughs> that sounds. That's like her porno movie. It is, but it sounds like a title, doesn't it? I know. It's sort of like, oh my god. Finally, Melly. Finally! Exclamation! Finally! Jazz hands. Exclamation! Jazz hands! <laughs> Melly! I think that's the way we can do it. I like it. it. And it'll be a musical. So, Jana at JNS Smith wants to know why do you think Melly continues to sacrifice and stay with Fitz? What does she get out of it? Oh, she loves him. Haven't you ever, Jana, have you ever made just the worst decisions because you love somebody? She really, really, really does love him and, uh, and really, really, really is committed to their partnership. I don't know that she has the aspiration for romantic love that like he does like guess he's found Olivia yeah she loves him she's not thinking with her right mind she loves him Aquarius gal Kim at K Petkovic wants to know does Melly have a deep love lost for Andrew or is it friends with benefits interesting Kim I think that um Melly sees an Andrew I think there's always been a chemistry like from the very 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 beginning uh, there's always, always been a chemistry that's crazy with Andrew that I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Fitz and Millie didn't have. Uh, I would love for Sweet Tony to argue with me about that. That would make me feel really good. Uh, but I do, I really think even from the flashback scenes from the very beginning, they just understood each other in a way that Fitz and Millie still don't understand each other. They sort of enjoy that though, the way they're um, sort of diametrically opposed in a lot of ways, but oppositional, but very well suited. But yeah, Andrew, is that love? I don't know. I know that it's it's like destiny, you know, when you uh, meet someone and you, it's sort of like deja vu because they seem so familiar to you and you may not wind up with them. They may not be the person for you, but you know it's significant in your life because you know it feels real. I think that's what they have. That makes total, total sense. In a nonsensical way. No, I thought that actually makes total sense. It's Kim Bitch. It's scandal <laughs> yeah, it fan is. NL. If you could ever go shoot a scene in another country, mm. where would you like to go? Oh gosh, anywhere I haven't been. I'll go anywhere I haven't been. We'll shoot anything anywhere. Where are we going? You, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? I've never been to Budapest. I've always wanted to go I've to I've never Budapest. gone to Dubrovnik. 
Let's See? go to both. We should, we should do that We're going to be over there anyway. We should, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Kim, great. Well Good, done. Well done. Yeah. The next storyline we're going to be working on. Per <laughs> perfectly perfect. Janica at Janica wants to know, um, if not Melly, what other character would you like to play? I don't know. I'm terrible at that. Well, who would I be? I couldn't be anybody else. I'm, I'm stuck with my little pile of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I can't answer. I'm no good. I'd be Tom Verica on How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> you know what? That's a very flexible answer, see? <laughs> I think you'd spend a lot of time uh, lying on a floor in a flashback. That's but no good, is it? That's okay. okay. God bless him. He is just a patient man. Um, <laughs> HF at Ariana Gomery's. HF no, at Ari Ariana Montgomery's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, there is a proof to this thing. There I'm is. just going to say. It hits you quick and it hits you deep. Oh my God. Um, has working closer with Darby's official been fun? It's been the best. It's been the best. You we, guys are so freaking great together, I gotta I say. I love my Darby. It's been such a bifurcated show for so many years because OPA is way over there and we're way over here and we never really get to mix and mingle. So having Darby is like Red Rover, like Cinda, the owner. And to have her over with us this year has been such a treat and I think she's crushing it. I just think she's crushing it watching her. I love her. her in the White House. I know. I really, really do too. I love her in the White House. I love the way she's the press secretary but she still talks like Abby. I know. Like she doesn't. She she's doesn't do any of that. Political like, appropriate. You know, politically like, appropriate. Like, that's an appropriate question, Jim. But she's always doing stuff like that. Where I'm like, <laughs> really? Oh my really? God! The press yeah. secretary is giving the press lip. No, I love it. It's and the genius. scene that we had that uh, I was like, we're going tomorrow to New Hampshire. I was. Re I really wanted us to take that trip. I was like, getting excited <laughs> to go on a trip with 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 Red. And I like that I'm the only person that knew her name. I do too. I thought that that was lovely. Yeah. See, after she called me on my bits on there the you balcony. Go. She taught me. It's about time. Yeah. It was good. Joanna at Breakway Fearless um, wants to know, what's your favorite moment on season four so far? Golly, that's hard, Joanna. I worried a lot about the breaking down with the, like, Taryn of the Pearls, and, the, like, I worried a lot about that scene and that it wound up ha having an impact meant a lot to me. But um, the, I think the work that I might be proudest of so far is with Mary Mauser, um, who plays oh. Karen, the scene with Karen. Because you know, y'all know I don't have no children, so I, I worry about those parenting scenes because I feel I may not bring an authenticity to them. You bring an authenticity. Well, thank you. But that was like super great writing, and that was that the topography of that scene was really meant a lot to me so and by the way zoe at while she pompeo wants to know yeah i can't imagine who she was following in Grey's anatomy with that uh that handle that's great <laughs> um i'm so glad to see miriam mouser on scandal now yeah. will we see more of Melly and her and we don't know do we who knows but i hope so zoe i hope so too she's just she's, she's got such a great energy and she, she did really such does. a good job in that she episode i really thought. she just like fearlessly super. jumped in and really she was terrific Janica wants to know, do you see Malivia as best friends in another world? Yes, I definitely do. I always have. That's always been a component of the pain involved, like the little pain penumbra that surrounds them, is that they could have been the best of friends. They have so much in common. And, they really do. And they're so alike in so many ways. And, and it's hard. Like, Melly trying to pull herself out of this grief, it's, it's never been a lonelier time. Melly doesn't have friends in the White House. And Olivia, it could have been her life raft. So yeah, I, I grieve that. I really, really do. I'm hoping there was one um, episode, I think it was last season, where they went out to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Publicly yeah, to yeah. put all the rumors at bay. 
And I was just so happy to see them sitting at a table eating together for some reason. <laughs> even though it was hateful, just hateful. It was hateful, didn't matter. I just thought, oh, look at you guys. Look how good you look together. Mm, I love her. You'd be so great. Like, just... you could go save the world and change it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Super intense and great. Not Bellamy, that boy. I got to say, like, between the fact that you bring gifts, <laughs> you look great. And this uh, was such a great opportunity to get to sit down and talk to you. And I, I so appreciate your time. Second. Because you are such a busy little lady. Because we shoot, we make these women shoot and men shoot endlessly. Because those are long scripts. They are. They're some long ass it. scripts, ladies and gentlemen. We love it. I, our crew loves it slightly less. It's, <laughs> but only slightly. But only slightly. They're, they've Just got such something. good energy and, oh, and spirits stars, about yeah. it. Please remember next week in Shondaland that uh, we have another episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And that is at 8 o'clock. And we have another episode of Phenomenal Scandal. Come on. Nine o'clock, and we have an episode of How to Get Away with Murder at Ten. We're gonna do that too. We're gonna do that too. We've yeah. got we've got all three lined up again. No reason. Um, each episode is, I'm gonna say, incredibly exciting. <laughs> uh, we're at a really crucial point in continuity at How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy. There's some great stuff going on this episode with April. Scandal. I'm not even gonna tell you about because it's so good. I'm not allowed to no, talk about don't it. Don't even tell them. People anything. are gonna throw us in the hole. Yeah. It's all bad. Yeah. So remember, full night of Shondaland again next Thursday night. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, or on ABC.com, and you can also catch up on Watch ABC and check out an episode of any of these fine television programmies that you might not have been able to catch. On your TV set. Yeah. Uh, this is Betsy Beers thanking Bellamy once oh, again. Thank you, Betsy. And Gladiators, thank you so much. We love you with all our hearts. Oh, thank we you so much, Gladiators. I will be back next week with a guest from one of our fabulous television programs. This is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder, saying thank you so much for listening. Have a safe seven days. Woo! Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>